Hey, it's Come On Somebody with Big Rich Brock. Welcome to my podcast. I'm so glad that you've tuned in, and we're going to have a good time. We're going to enjoy life, and I'm going to share with you things that's happened in Big Rich World and things that you might relate to, or there might be a few things you got to Google because you're not quite as old as Big Rich, but we're going to have a lot of fun. This podcast is going to be part informative, part inspirational, part frustration, and a whole lot of comedy and information. But I just want to start and tell you a little bit about me. I am a former pastor turned comic, and I've been doing comedy in the Southeast now for a little over a year. But I have taken the ideas that I had as a church planner, and I have used that to build comedy shows. And I've had the pleasure of doing over 30, 40-plus shows over the last year and including comics from all over the North Georgia, Chattanooga, and Eastern Tennessee area. So when you get an opportunity, and later in the program, we'll talk more about where I'll be with Big Rich and Friends. But guys, I want to thank you again, and I just want to talk to you. Let me tell you about a time in my life called 1977. For a lot of you guys, you're thinking, what in the world are we doing talking about the 1900s? I was nine years old in 1977, and the number one movie in the United States of America in 1977 was a little motion picture called Star Wars. You might have heard of it. You might say, Big Rich, is that your favorite movie? To be honest with you, I've never seen it. (laughs) It's like, I haven't been. And I know that frustrates some of you. I've got family members that are like, man, when we get an opportunity, the next time it snows us in or the next time it rains all weekend, we're going to watch every one of them. I pass. I always pass. And you might say, Big Rich, why do you do that? Because I've learned at 54 years of age, I have more fun aggravating people that have seen Star Wars than I would actually have watching Star Wars. No, the Brock family in 1977, we weren't much on sci-fi. We went and saw the number four box office hit of 1977, a little motion picture called Smokey and the Bandit. Come on, somebody. Burt Reynolds award-winning actress Sally Field, the late, great Jackie Gleason, and my man, a.k.a. the snowman, Jerry Reed. You know the song, Eastbound and Down, Loaded Up and Truckin'. We're going to do what they say can't be done. Man, I feel like I'm back in that theater. Actually, the drive-in in in that 1977 Pontiac Grand Prix muscle car getting ready to watch Smokey and the Bandit. That movie had everything that a young boy at nine was interested in. Fast cars, some good-looking women, and a whole lot of comedy. And we enjoyed it. My father liked that movie so much that I talked him into letting me do something the next day that I'd been trying to convince him of for over a year. I got to join the Columbia House Record Club. If you don't know it, you better Google it, because I'm telling you, if you know what 1977 is, that right there, my friend, you had arrived when you were in the Columbia House Record Club 13 albums or 8-track tapes for only a penny. I'd been saving. Little Richie had been saving that penny for over a year. And I finally talked my father in to letting me sign up. 
You might say, what's the big deal? Well, the hard part is once you get those 13, you've got to agree to buy four more over the next two years, and they're about $45 a piece. And in 1977, they're going to get their money one way or the other, just like they do today. But, man, I ordered those things, and I studied You couldn't go online. You couldn't go and find it at the library. You had to wait for the Sunday paper. And you got the parade magazine out. And then you found the insert that said Columbia House Record Club. And it was 300 little stickers. They were so small you had to borrow a magnifying glass to be able to tell Abba from Ozzy. And you would go through that and pick out your 13. I studied that list more than I studied for the SATs when I was in high school. But I made my decisions. I narrowed it down. And then I got those stickers. I tore them apart. I licked them and got them ready to put on that post postcard and i'm telling you those things didn't taste too well you know i think it might have tasted a lot behind i don't really know but that's what people might say but i put those things on that postcard i put it in the mail and then i prayed that my mailman would actually deliver it because my mailman was my father and he was the one obligated for those other four at 40 something bucks a pop on average but lo and behold he put it in the mail I started begging, hey, are they coming yet? Has it been mailed? Have they been delivered? He said, listen, you got to read the fine print. Six to eight weeks for delivery. Man, I'm telling you, for a nine-year-old boy, that's eternity. Some of those albums felt like they were vintage by the time I got them. But one day I got the call, and he was down at the post office. They came in. He said, tell the boy the records are here. Man, I got on my Schwinn, and I pedaled down there on my 10-speed. Some of y'all might have been huffy people, but I was a Schwinn guy in 77, and I took off down there. I got my records. I was staying at my grandmother's for the weekend, and I thought, man, I can't wait to go home and listen to them. I got back to her house, and she said, I ain't got a record player. That's of the devil himself. So I had to wait, and then when I got home, I put them in. And let me give you a few that I had, and maybe some of you guys listening will relate to them. I bought one called KC and the Sunshine Band. Do a little dance, make a little love, get down tonight. Man, that's a good tune right there. I had another one by a group called the Commodores, and they had one called Brick House. She's a brick house. She's my timate. Just letting it all hang out now. Man, that tune right there will still play. And I went through my list, and I got my records, and I had Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. I had some great ones. But my 13th was the original motion picture soundtrack of Smokey and the Bandit. And, man, I couldn't wait. And I played that Eastbound and Down over and over and over by Jerry Reed. And that song was so good that Jerry Reed wrote another one that sounded just like it called Westbound and Down. Same tune, just changed directions. But in between those songs was something called CB Dialogue. And if you're not sure what a CB is, you better Google that one too, guys. But I'm telling you, CB Dialogue was basically Jackie Gleason cursing for 45 seconds to a minute and a half about Burt Reynolds. And the term that I learned as a nine-year-old boy listening to that album was the term bitch." Never heard it, didn't know what it meant, but I knew it was funny. 
and I would listen to that eastbound and down, and then I would hear that CB dialogue, and I'd hear Jackie Gleason going on about how I'm going to find you, you son bitch. I'm going to arrest you, you son bitch. When I find you, you're mine. And I was in there giggling. Little Richie's in there giggling, having a time. And then here came my father. He opened up the door, and he says, what is that you're listening to? We like Jerry Reed. He's a good American. We're all for him, but we don't want all that cussing in our house. I don't want to hear that, so you make sure you don't play that part. Yes, sir, I won't. So I just turn it down next time, and I hear it again. I'm going to get you, you son of a bitch. I'm going to find you, you son of a bitch. Here came my father again. How did he hear that? Well, later on, I figured it out. He was sitting behind the door to see if I'd obey or not. He comes back in. He lifts up the record player. He looks at where the record's at. He sees that little CB dialogue, and he just takes the needle, and he scratches it across that album. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about if you had a hi-fi. And he scratched that thing, and I wanted to say, some bitch, but I knew better. So all I did was say, okay, and he goes, that'll solve that problem. So I went on and played something else. I had 12 more records. I think I played the Bay City Rollers or something lame like that. Because when you're getting 13, sometimes you pick a dud. But then later on, a couple days later, I broke back out smoking the Bandit. And I forgot about what happened. And I'm listening to Eastbound and Down. And, man, I'm having myself a time. And then all of a sudden, that CB dialogue came on, and it said this, and I quote, when I find you, you some bitch, 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 right where he scratched it was right where I knew I was going to be in trouble. So I just got up, got the sleeve, got the album cover, took the album, put it in there, and I stood at the door of my bedroom, and I waited on him. And sure enough, here he came. And he took that record, and he looked at me, and he says, Well, son, I guess you got 12 for a penny now. That, my friends, is 1977, and that, my friends, is what Big Rich is all about. I'll take you down a journey of things that have went on in my childhood. Maybe it was your childhood, your parents, maybe even your grandparents. I hate to admit it. Or I can talk to you about things that I've had going on in my life as a minister for 25-plus years, now a former pastor-turned-comedian. I've been through divorces. I've been a, a newlywed at 50. I've had uh, raised children. I've went through hardship. I've went through victory. And I bring all that out in my comedy. And also, I want to bring that to you in this podcast. So, man, I'm excited about what's about to happen as we do this thing together. Now, let me take a moment and tell you about where I'm headed. I've got some shows coming up, and let me give you a few of them. On Friday, October 7th, I'm going to be in Ringgold, Georgia, at a place called Caffeine Addicts. Man, I got the shakes just thinking about it. It's a clean comedy night put on by FHC Productions. It's $15 a ticket, and it's going to have a great comedian by the name of Julie Moya, one of the funniest guys I know, Mookie G, and a wonderful comic from right here in Chattanooga by the name of Andrew Ledbetter, and then Big Rich is going to be in the house too. And we're going to have a good time. You can get tickets through Eventbrite at FHC Productions. Also, I'm going to be in Cartersville, Georgia, Thursday, October the 13th, and I'm doing a fundraiser for the Pettit 
Preserve. It's their annual fundraiser. It's dinner and a show. Tacos, wine, Budweiser, a silent auction, and comedy. What more do you want? Come on, somebody. Make yourself a time to come down there, support a good cause with a lot of great people, and we're going to have a lot of fun. And then the following night on Friday, October 14th, I'm going to be in my hometown where I was born and raised, Chickamauga, Georgia, slash Rock Spring, at a place called the Village Goats greatest of all time and we're going to do an all-ages dinner show that show is free to the public you've got to call the village goat and reserve yourself a table and be a part of that fun night i want to encourage you to follow me at www.bigrichbrock.com find me on facebook at big ridge big rich brock comedy also on Instagram from the same Big Rich Brock Comedy. And follow us on this podcast. Man, thank you again. I hope you enjoy life. Have a blessed day. And we'll see you next time on Come On Somebody with Big Rich.